frequent lately apologies for that life happens it's also the summertime hopefully you're on a bit of a different schedule and enjoying some vacation and take us with you catch up on old podcast episodes ones that you've enjoyed um some of these are pretty evergreen go back and enjoy those we appreciate you being here alex should be along shortly bethany why did you mute yourself i'm just hoping that you don't hear my dogs barking in the backyard Trust me, I hope that I hope I hope that all the time, because because I mean <laughs> I only I like Gus. I feel bad for him. He's he's not my kind of dog, but he's he's nice, and he doesn't have any teeth, so he's harmless. He has four and a half teeth. <laughs> how, how do you know he has a half tooth? Like, did he crack half one? Well, because half... it's like a tiny tooth. Mm. Like he has like his four canines, and then like this little itty bitty tooth, oh, and I God. call it his half tooth. Halfy. Um, well, it's, it's good to talk to you again and we can spend the next 45 minutes or so you campaigning like Lincoln against Stephen Douglas for votes for Maddie in the cutest kid contest. Oh, don't think I won't. But first, so, um, I have, in my list of rules, you violated one of them today. When I used to go to Maddie and Bella every day, the not the one that you were. You went to the Perrysburg one, right? Yeah. Okay. I, I would go to the one downtown because it was below where I lived. And, and every right. day, um, it was a, a peaceful time. Except for every so often when someone would bring a small child in there. And a wailing small child and most small children wail and whine and are wanty. Um, they don't belong in coffee shops. And I, if I had a coffee shop, I would never let them in. I'd have some kind of age limit. So I just want to let you know, not, not that you care with your audacity. Um, you broke one of my rules by having a small child in a quaint coffee shop today. Okay. Well, let me, let me, uh, um, Put me in my place on on your <laughs> on your situation. So, the reason that small children wail and carry on at a coffee shop is because, well, I assume because their parent or parents did not take them to coffee shops at a young age and teach them that that is not how you behave at a coffee shop. And so, what I'm doing is making sure that my child, who didn't make a peep the entire time we were there, and if you can tell by the pictures, she was quite happy, that she knows that if I take her to a coffee shop, or I take her to a restaurant, or I take her to any public place, that my expectation of her behavior is to not wail and carry on. Does she, does she follow? Like, Does she follow things when you say, Maddie, don't do that, Maddie, do this? Okay, but here's the thing. It, she's not there yet, but I'm laying the foundation. If you lay a foundation of, oh, I go here all the time. I'm content. I'm having... It, it's, it's like training a dog, right? When, when your dogs have good experiences with things, they don't become aggressive. If your dog has many good experiences with other dogs when they're a puppy, they don't grow up to be aggressive because they expect... A good, um, a good time with another dog. If the dog's not socialized and they are scared or confused because they've never encountered this thing before, 
that can cause you to have a bad experience. That bad experience leads to aggression and and non-dog friendly behavior. But so, so I figure it's like raising a kid. You take a kid to many places in public and they have a good experience before they get to that age where they want to scream and cry all the time. Then they're excited to go out to places. She's at that age now and she doesn't know to stop. And I understand what you're trying to do. So I'll ask you this question because when you're training anything, whether it be a dog or or a kid, there's going to be rough patches. Um, If she would have carried on, what would you have done? Uh, we would have left. Immediately. Thank you. Okay. All right. Well, then, then we we can settle that then because I I'm sure that every coffee shop like Maddie and Bella and all, all the great coffee places that we have all over the area consider themselves family friendly. But you know what? They shouldn't be. And and maybe and maybe silently they're not because the last thing they want is some wailing kid in there while people are trying to have a conversation, to relax, to enjoy their coffee, to get some work done. That kid might be wailing way too loud for their AirPods. So as much as you want to be family friendly, get out. Okay, but here's the other thing, right? I was in there for about ordered my coffee i sat my kid on the little stool i took a couple pictures to put on instagram for my uh campaign and then i leave i'm not i'm not gonna my kid to a coffee shop and expect that she's gonna sit there for an hour while i work and be quiet that's unrealistic but if you're just going in there to get your coffee you know and having a a five ten minute outing with your kid then it is family friendly, but the, don't expect your your tiny child to sit there and let you work for an hour. Not not working. The parents that I would see that would come to Mary and Maddie and Bella's, the parents with the kids that I didn't want in there, they were not the working kind. They were the like two moms who decided to meet up at the coffee shop that they grew up in. But now I don't want you there anymore because your kids are like noise problem potentially. Wow, you're very get off my lawn today. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you broke one of these cardinal rules. I had I I had enough bad experiences to taint me. Where I'm in my coffee shop, where I'm a goddamn regular, and here comes you with your kid that is irascible and wailing and whiny. Like, get out. Take it to Starbucks. Maybe you should have more experiences with my kid, who so far has been rather angelic in public. So then you can change your opinion on being so generalized that every child goes into a coffee shop and wails and carries on. She does have lovely and cute feet. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, and she does see like, seem like a joyful baby and she's only been sick, what, like once? Yeah, once. That's insane. This thing is like now nine months old, right? Yep. Nine, wow. month, nine months old and happy birthday, Maddie. And it, it has had one health issue. That's incredible. No ear problems. No. Okay, well, let's knock on wood. Let's not change it now. Come on. Uh, yeah, because I brought something up last week to someone and like within minutes, it was like some kind of hex I put on it and things went sideways yep. and ugly really fast. So Maddie, yep. hopefully everything is perfect. How, I, I, I've only... I, I didn't even know that you submitted, Maddie, but how do you feel your voting campaign for our cutest kid contest is going? Um, I mean, it started this morning at 4 a.m. when I couldn't sleep, so oh it's God. really not going anywhere yet. 
Um, because apparently the Facebook algorithm, if you post something in the middle of the night, nobody's going to see it. Well, so, most people aren't up. So that's not the algorithm. That's the people. Okay. Well, anyways, um, I will probably try posting something tomorrow in the middle of the day when I know people will be on social media. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, be unfair about it. But if you happen to go to the 105.5 uh, website, and if you happen to click on the cutest kid contest, and you happen to see a little girl in a watermelon outfit whose name is Madigan, and you happen to vote for her, it would be greatly appreciated. Let me ask you, how has the uh, how has the voting process been? Like, is it is it easy? Is the interface easy to navigate through and all that and to share it out? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's easy. It let me go in and look at the pictures and then you just click vote you might have to click submit after that i don't remember um but it was, it was easy to share i i actually have not looked through all the submissions um i'm gonna scan through them real quickly the, the little girl with the the cowboy hat that might be a good the kid the kid laying the little boy laying down with his arms behind his head on the grass that's a good one. Oh yeah uh, there's lots of cute kids well oh there's a baby yoda one um i know that's unfair yeah, <laughs> I'm, that's unfair. I mean, that's strategic. That is a that is a shrewd yeah. strategy. I haven't even seen Maddie yet. She must be. Is she on the last page? Maybe I scrolled past her. Maybe I haven't seen her giant forehead. How um, dare you scroll past her? You said a watermelon outfit. Oh, there yeah. she is. She's on the couch. Hi, Matt. Oh, she's super young there. Like a month or so ago. Really? Yeah. She looks like she's only like a couple of months. I mean, I know she is only a couple of months as is, but right. I I think you have cuter pictures of her. But well, uh, listen, there were uh, more. There, there was more submissions than our promotions department would have liked that did not follow the rules. Yeah. Um, many, including children that were not clothed. Listen, I have the. Abs- like my absolute probably favorite picture that I've ever taken of Maddie I took the other day in the bathtub and I'm so mad about it because I like I can't post it you know what I mean and I'm like why why do you look so cute in the bathtub I need you to look cute and close um just the way their skin is flawless and pudgy I mean that's I it, it's a good look and I appreciate you not posting it um, because that's one of those things that I've always felt uncomfortable about and oh, yeah. like seeing some of these naked kid and that was before I couldn't put it into words. But then we got into the thing of like, well, that's not me who's uncomfortable. It's you who's uncomfortable. And perhaps you're sexualizing my child. No, not at all. No, your kid's just naked on the internet. They right. don't need to be. Yeah. Yes. Whether it's just like bare ass um, and the only way you would put your bare ass anything on the internet is if it's a, a baby or an infant. And it sometimes, like, sometimes I guess you can see genitals, which should never be for anybody, any age. No, posted. no, no, no. Um, and I know there are some people who put, like, some kind of emoji or something over that. Like, just find a better, 
do what you did. I did. Just don't I post did attempt. It. I did attempt to put it in like Snapchat and put like a little bikini on her in clip art, but it just didn't work out. And I was like, "This is stupid. I'm not doing this." There will be lots of other cute pictures that Maddie will give you that you don't have to worry about editing anything and posting anything of her not dressed. So. Oh my gosh, I have to send you a picture that Josh must have taken it last night, and she looks so high, like. Her eyes are half closed, and I, it must have been like a still shot in like a motion or something. It is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my whole life. Like she looks completely stoned, and I so then I like I had to make it funnier, and I put a candle on her, and I put like a little uh, a little smoke in her mouth, and I sent it to Gurky, and I was like, first day at TSA. It was pretty funny. Uh, we should just stop calling that a, a Kango because we that's what we called it when LL Cool J wore them in the 80s and, and the 90s. But it is a Kango. No, I know, but now we can call it a Gherky because it's more, he is he he has that look more than anybody else these days. That's true. That's true. It is we'll, his signature. We'll, we'll call it a Gherky. Um, all right, so vote for Maddie, Q1055.com. I would say she has a reasonable chance to win, though. I haven't seen any of the voting totals or anything like that, so I have I have stayed away from it. But that, that baby yeah, Yoda no kid. Idea. The baby Yoda kid might be the big win. I know. It's, that's so unfair. I mean, I realistically, like, I, I never win things. So I'm, I don't, I'm not holding my breath. I'm not holding their chances real high. But I will, I will try to campaign as best I can. Last Maddie question. In addition to not getting sick, how does she sleep? Um, she is fantastic going to bed. I literally just give her a bottle and I lay her in bed and she goes to sleep. Look at that. Um, at like nine o'clock every time or every day. Sometimes yeah. earlier if she's tired. Um, and then right now, like she'll wake up once and I'll give her another bottle or give her her pacifier or something. But um, then she likes to sleep until 930. If I let her. It's like the perfect child. I honestly, I'm just waiting for the day that she just flips it on me because she has honestly been the best child in the entire world. And I know that one day I'm going to wake up and it's just going to be over. But right now I'm enjoying it. She'll be, uh, she'll be 13 and she'll have a 15 year old boyfriend and she'll be like, I'm pregnant. Uh, yeah, that better not happen. It could. It could. Um, no, she's been, like, and she is very well-behaved, and she's very adorable. Does she still like her little bouncy thing? I like those bouncy videos. She does. She's almost grown out of it, though, so it, I don't know how long it'll last, but she does still love it. Does Josh ever look over to you and go, this is too easy? Can you hear me? Yeah, you're back. Okay, good. Um, does Josh ever look over at me and say what? This is too easy. Uh, not yet. Okay. Um, so you know that my... Whoa, 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 whoa. Way loud there, girl. <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry. Hi. My God. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like a... <laughs> Like a, Literally, that was me putting my phone down on my desk, like, like moving a, it from my hand to my desk. Uh, a horde of bulls in a china shop. Bethany, are you still there? 
Yep, I'm back. All right, welcome. Hi back. guys, sorry about that. No, you're fine. You're fine. It was uh, it was a, a Maddie segment. Uh, Bethany Aww. was stumping for votes in the cutest kid contest. No, um, Matt, she I, may win. Good, good timing. Um, so, Bethany, I, I, I'm guessing you do know that my friend who I used to work with, Mary Beth Zolik, passed away last week, right? Yeah, I saw that. Um, yesterday, I went to the visitation. I didn't go to the service today. I just wasn't up to it. Um, but yesterday, I go to the visitation, and... Um, I was telling Alex last night, and I wanted to talk through this a little bit more. It was, it was a very unique feeling, and I know, like her son who uh, did my bathroom, always talked about how much, like, how highly her mom, his mom, thought of me, and Mary Beth would always tell me that, that, and we'd have really great conversations. A lot of them over the last year. Um, when, you know, pandemic times had hit, I'd be out, like, maybe just walking the neighborhood, and I'd talk to her for, like, an hour. We'd text about the president. She really hated him. Um, <laughs> she was actually like, I will have some peace if I go, knowing he's go- he's out, and not another, not another four years. Like, another four years of that might have killed her. Um, if, Aww. sadly, this battle did not. But... It was interesting yesterday seeing uh, her son, Derek, her husband, Terry, and her daughter, Tara, who I had never met before. Never met. And Does she live out of town? Uh, no, she lives here. She recently got married and bought a house. I think she lives in, in Old Orchard. And Mary Beth and I worked together for a long time, but hadn't really gotten close until 2015. And then much closer when I got let go... Um, June in June of 2017, one of the first things I did was um, I went over to her house and just to see her because I hadn't in a while and she was going through another round two of the cancer battle. And from 2017 on, we got very close. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember times that we would we hung out, but we just had long, intense, like these these cosmically powerful bursting conversations. Um, and yesterday when I was with the three of them at the visitation, not so much her husband, but like Derek had concern for me. And I was going to introduce myself to Mary Beth's daughter, Tara. And she said my name as I got up to her in, in the line. And she acted like she'd known me her whole life as opposed to I had never seen this one. We're like, we're not even Facebook friends. And it just, it, it was overwhelming in some ways seeing the strength of the relationship that her and I had built over the years and Alex you mentioned it last night like I know there's a lot of people who respect me and I have great Mm -hmm. friendships like with you guys Mm -hmm. but there's something different about this like someone who is a revered member of our community and done and did so many great things for such a long time went through a very public battle health battle over the last seven eight years um and to have forged that friendship with somebody that I work with, just like it's like a culmination of a lot of things. It was very overwhelming um, just seeing them last night and having been through a part of this with them. And I, I wish I could have been more a part of it and spent more time with Mary Beth, whether it was just a phone conversation or what. But just feeling the resonance of our relationship through the people in her life, it's 
Flattery is the bad word, but like overwhelming is a more accurate word to describe it. So would you say that was the moment when you realized like you knew that you were close with this person, but you really were family to her in a way that yeah. is, that isn't like in your face? You know what I mean? Like it was like one of those moments where you really were a part of that family and you didn't even know it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And like, I get it. These people are overwhelmed because there's a lot of emotion. Um, but also, I don't know how, like, that was, a, I'm glad Josh and I went over there when we did yesterday. We went over at like four o'clock because mm-hmm. that line was out the building at that oh, funeral wow, home. I don't doubt it. Um, and I, I think it was open to the public, I guess, but I don't know if the public is going to show up, but it was a long line and, uh, I didn't know who any of these people were. Some of our old, you know, radio friends and coworkers we saw as they, as they came in, but I didn't know any of these people and I get it. Um, but all of them, like Derek has told me numerous times, Terry, her husband and and Tara, they also like, she spoke so highly of you. And it's one Mm -hmm. thing to say it, but to actually like hear the palpable emotion mm-hmm. and reverence in the sentence when they all said it. Mm-hmm. It's just overwhelming and powerful and, and tearful in a way. Not that yeah. I not that I miss her because I, I knew this was an, a, a, sadly an inevitability. Like, we talked about it when she did the bone marrow transplant in the fall. She's like, this might not work. It's a Hail Mary, but I'm going to give it a go. And I have some voicemails from her and some text messages that I share with some close friends. So it's not that I, I miss her and I'm sad that she, she passed because I was prepared for this. It's mm-hmm. just the, the level of our friendship. Like, yeah. if either of you die, yeah, I'll be like, yeah, whatever. No, I won't be like, <laughs> not at all. Wow. Not, no, I'm he kidding. wouldn't dare. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Alex, he's broken today. He's my lawn. Uh oh. And I'm and I, I feel like I mean, I've even struggled to put this into words because I don't usually do real well with. Death, well, but it, because you were talking about how like she was kind of like your your mom away from your mom, like yeah, your work mom, and she kind of like after your mom had passed, she was kind of like a person that obviously didn't take that spot. But I feel like you, you know, forged that relationship in a way that you needed to because you didn't have your mom, and so mm-hmm. I think I think that's cool, and I think it says a lot about you, and it says a lot about them that they were close and that she talked about you and you were, you know, obviously a, a part of regular discussions. And I, I think that's cool. And, um, I think some of the other part of it is I think that in some ways I wish she like was my mom or my mom had more of those qualities because it's so like we would wrap up the podcast sometime like in the fall and whatever would be said here might wind up on Facebook in some way, or she would lurk on Twitter and (laughs) she like could not wait to text me or call me and say, keep saying what you're saying about that. And she had all kinds of words (laughs) and to know that she was watching me like that and supporting, you know, how we all felt was important. And then, you know, two days later, she'd be like, we'd be talking about sports and stuff and the Pistons and, like, I didn't have that kind of relationship with my mom because it, my mom was, like, like, in a way, very secretarial. My mm-hmm. mom yeah. was coupon refunding, food shopping, yeah, she but was. not so motherly. So it was interesting that, uh, that Mary Beth and I connected like that. And it's funny, like, the last text I sent to her was something about the Pistons winning the lottery, which doesn't make a lot of sense to you guys. But And 
I, I knew when I hadn't gotten any responses, I'm like, Some, something's up. And that was yeah. like sometime in the middle of June, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, she was a great person, and I wish I had more years with her. But the years that I did have were, were as you hear me say, overwhelming. So You know, and I think that it's just... Like when you when you think about it, and it is one of those moments where it's one of those things that you don't learn until that person's passing. Like you've always known how much she meant to you, but you didn't know how much you meant to her, you know, until mm-hmm. she passed. Right. And I'm glad that you know that now, and you know, and all the moments that you do have. And then at the same time, especially when there's somebody that's just really close to you, there is something. I'll speak for myself. There's something really comforting knowing that that person is back to themselves. So there's no pain or discomfort Mm -hmm. or you know what I mean so they can be them their whole selves in the way that they want to be yeah yeah and it you know like when she did that Hail Mary bone marrow transplant in the fall like she foresaw the worst which I Mm -hmm. guess you have to because that's another we were both very pragmatic Mm -hmm. um and so in that sense I kind of prepared myself for it but she also started to share things with me um and something she put in my voicemail back in April, there was, and I think I, again, I'm bad in death situations, and I, I hope I didn't speak out of turn yesterday when I was speaking to her husband, uh, when I said she was at peace in some ways. Um, but she, to me, she was. She had gotten some yeah. things that put her at peace. The president yeah. being booted out. And, and, <laughs> and it, it sounds so fluff, but like, for years, she had wanted me to talk to her son because Derek lived in New York uh, with a girl. They they were a band, and she was always worried about him because he'd go off the grid, and he had some mental health struggles. And I think she always tried to tap him to talk to me, but we never did. And I know that it was really important that he and I were basically roommates for two weeks and, you know, we're able to talk a lot when he was doing my shower. And I know that was, it sounds so fluffy and stupid and sitcom like, but I know that that was really important to her that he and I got to connect because, you know, he, dark places come, you can't predict them. So, yeah, it's, it's not fluff because when, you know, if you're, you know, you're, you're a mother and you have, you know, a situation where, yeah, you have a kid and if you know that, you you may be leaving this earth soon like mm-hmm. you want your family taken care of and so she, you know she would I would see her confiding and, and bringing the people that she's the most closest to into her family so that you know you, you want to set that up so that when you go your these relationships can continue so I'm my hope is that you would continue to be friends with yeah. Friends with him and and yeah. you know have regular communication with him because I'm sure that's what she wanted. That's that was her goal, and so now that it's happened, I hope that that continues. Yeah, I think and I hope it will. We've been talking about beers forever, so. Um, all right, on to fun things. Um, uh, movie last night. Uh, Josh and I went to go see Black Widow, and. Remind me to never get movie popcorn. Oh, yes. I, I do want to talk about a food thing, but remind me. to. Ne- I felt like Thomas, Alex, but I was <laughs> I was famished. I hadn't eaten all day. The theater was hot and not very busy. There was 20, 25 people in there, mm-hmm. and I was zooming through this popcorn. But once the uh, the lights went down and uh, the, the previews were starting, I was trying to... 
I was trying to eat with the sound from the movie. <laughs> That's important. Um, but yes, there was quite quite a many times yesterday when I, I felt like I was Thomas and trying not to disrupt anybody. But uh, it was another milestone because we hadn't seen one of those movies in the theater in two years. And I am not a cheer in the theater kind of person. But when the, uh, <clears throat> when the Marvel intro hit, I kind of wanted to like get everybody and... Whoop them up a little bit, but hype up the I, room. Yeah, yeah, because it, it, it was another milestone. I mean, we're going to keep having these as we get farther and farther away from the darkest days of this pandemic. How is Ho- it? Hopefully, uh, it was fine. It was it was good. It's it's just weird because like where we are now in that universe to reset back to something that like took place five years ago and is a different tone of movie was very different. Yeah. So um, I, I had a moment, I saw you share something last night that it alluded to Black Widow and I was just kind of like surprised and I was like, Black Widow didn't come out this weekend. It didn't come out this weekend. And I looked at Thomas and I said, did Black Widow come out this weekend? And we were already on Disney Plus. So he was looking and he said, yeah, it did. And I was a little like, I have a theory that like, and this is probably is a known theory that female superhero movies don't get as enough hype. Why did I not know about this? Like, why wasn't it on, like, in, like, Happy Meal Toys? And no, I agree. I had no idea it came out either. I had no idea. Like, why is that a thing? Why? I don't know if this... I'm not going to say that your feeling is wrong. Um, you have to go get that? Yeah, I'm going to mute you. Continue. All right. Uh, I'm not going to say that Alex's feeling is wrong, um, this, Bethany, why are you muting yourself? I'm just, I'm r- rustling through papers. Oh, Don't you okay. worry, I'm right here. All right, all right. It just it makes me feel like I'm talking to myself, and I have to psych myself up for that. Um, female superhero movies are not a, a, a thing, really, yet, because we, we had Wonder Woman, and obviously that was everywhere. That was promoted heavily, and I think it's not fair to completely judge things even that because remember that got released uh just to hbo max around christmas and this was released both in theaters and uh and on disney plus but this this movie has also i think been in the can for a year so it'll yeah i was gonna say was it supposed to come out a long time ago yeah it was supposed to come out remember this is like one of the first like and it's amazing i think the movies have done a pretty good job with the exception of Tenant, which was pushed by Christopher Nolan. He's like, this thing's going in theaters. Uh, the movies have done a good job of gauging like when things are safe. But yeah, this movie was supposed to come out in May of 2020. So it's, oh, okay. it's easy for the excitement, even for the people who acted in the movie, created the movie, to not be there for that because they many of them have moved on to other projects. They're, so that movie was supposed to come out last year. So you got to figure they shot that movie like two years ago. So in a lot of ways, Scarlett Johansson has been retired from Marvel for, for a while. Um, I saw... Yeah, I get that. I saw plenty... I, I saw David Harbour, the Stranger Things guy who was in the movie. I saw uh-huh. him on a lot of morning shows promoting the movie. Um, I don't recall seeing Scarlett Johansson per se. I know she's done some interviews, but I... I'm not going to say Alex is wrong because it's just not that world yet. But um, there's still some some intriguing factors in play because of the pandemic and otherwise that don't let us that, that have to 
give us a, a grade of incomplete. The next one we'll find out will be um, the next Captain Marvel movie, which I believe is called The Marvels, and is focused on three. The 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 leads are three females. So, right. but you, you're not wrong, Alex. Thanks. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's on Disney Plus for thirty bucks, and uh, it was funny. There was uh, a an ad in the theater and what they did was they shrunk the screen down. They started a preview for Black Widow, like just a regular trailer before the movie and they Uh shrunk the screen down to the size of a TV and they're like, do you really want to see a mega blockbuster like this? (gasps) That's smart. Yeah, it's pretty cool. (laughs) Wow. We'll have to see that. Maybe we'll go do that tonight. I think we're going to Nagoya for Andrew's birthday. Ooh. Hey, uh, you know, I was going to ask you, why didn't you submit the boys for uh, our cutest kid? Didn't feel like uh, searching through the, all the photos of them to find a cute one, to be honest. Uh, I should have. I don't know. We have no COCs uh, submissions really? either. Yeah, I, I can send you one right now. Do you, can you submit me? Can't. Too late. Okay. But that's, that's a shame. Just a bunch that of is. white kids. But good for you Dumb. for noticing. Because some people don't even notice that. Yeah. <laughs> like, good oh, for I, you I, for I, being I, aware. I pay attention. I mean, all that stuff. Um, food things, uh, food things, um, McDonald's is, here's a trivia question. Does McDonald's have a rewards program? That's for, what I know of. For what? A rewards, like, and to get, get rewards. Points? Yeah. Not, maybe on the app. They do not. They're debuting mm. it, I believe on the 13th, which is National Friday. And, oh. uh, they're running a couple oh, of contests. Oh, that's my holiday. <laughs> Well, you're going to like this. They're running two different contests. One where you can, I think, load up on rewards points to start getting free uh, free meals. And then they're running a Twitter contest to get, and this is why it caught my attention, fries for life. Stop it. So I, I, I really try not to eat fast food. And by fast food, I mean like, like your typical fast food. Um, I just, I really try not to. However... I'm like, I have this want and need to purchase Happy Meals just so that my kid can have the stupid Happy Meals toys. And it's like, it's totally a selfish thing because I grew up on McDonald's. Like, you've got good grades, you get McDonald's. You did your chores, you get McDonald's. Like, McDonald's was always the reward. I don't know if anybody else. His family was like I, that. I got that, except I went after all my my games, which is why I was a portly little. I, I was a not chunk. It was a chunky. What's the, other <laughs> What's the nice? Oh yeah, word? I was a chubber. I What's the nice plumpy? word for fat? Not plump. Fluffy. What's the, uh, I say husky. husky. I was husky. A heifer. Husky. No. <laughs> so anyway, so McDonald's was like always the reward, right? And in my parents' basement, we probably have bags and bags of McDonald's toys but it's so nostalgic and like they it was my favorite thing in the world to get a McDonald's Happy Meal and get the Happy Meal toy and uh so I've only gotten one but I have to like I'm like I don't need to go to McDonald's and buy a Happy Meal yeah you do but here's 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 the good thing though right now my kid doesn't have any teeth so she can't eat the Happy Meal so if I was going to go get fast food I'm getting less food because I'm getting the Happy Meal and I'm eating that as the food and she gets the toy. So really it's kind of like a diet plan because I'm eating less food because I'm getting the kids Happy Meal. 
so I oh, actually that's... only get the only thing I get from McDonald's is a, like a Happy Meal cheeseburger and fries. Um, so yes, absolutely do it. In fact, I think my mom got a Happy Meal just the other day. Um, but I don't know. I I feel like when Maddie gets older, you're definitely going to be a McDonald's mom. Everybody is. Oh, and there's nothing 100%. wrong with it. Like I was so excited. <laughs> she could have cared less. It was like, um, the toy she got was from Luca, which I still haven't seen on Disney plus. Um, it was like this little dude from Luca and mm-hmm. I was so excited about it and she could care less. But I was like, <laughs> one day you're going to appreciate this, these McDonald's toys and we're going to bond over it. And then I'm like, wow, I'm that parent that I'm probably going to reward my kid with McDonald's and then we're going to be obese. But it's, it's fine. <laughs> Not necessarily. I had McDonald's a fair amount and I was a skinny mini until I was like 20. So... I'm trying to find the fine print, the the uh, rules here, and I thought I read it correctly this morning. Maybe I didn't. So how this works? All right, there was the McGold card. Um, okay, the grand prize of this Twitter contest went, and this is like the the fine print, and it, it really pulls back on free fries for life. But then again, like, could you? How much could? But. How many fries could you eat if you were going to eat it all the time or, or, or if you took advantage of, like, limitless? So I mean, it, I would get a small fry every single day. You okay. best believe. Well, you you would you'd be kicked out of uh, – you you would have your championship taken away from you because the contest will go two medium fries per week for 50 years. What? The prize value is $19,600. Uh, I'll still take it. Including fifty nine hundred for the winner that can use for taxes or at their discretion. So two medium fries for fifty years is fries for life. I mean, I don't know. I like not all fries are created equal. Sometimes, like if they're not so, if they're soggy, I throw them out. I I won't even eat them. Like if I take <laughs> I'll a eat fry, them still. I'll eat them no, I'll if, eat them without. No I, I, way. Yeah. If I take a fry out of that little carrier and it's limp then I'm throwing it out. I can't do it. Are the best fries the first fries or the ones at the bottom of the bag that you haven't eaten? The bottom. Bottom. But they also, like, the best fries are the ones that have the perfect ratio of, like, crunchy outside, Mm -hmm. fluffy inside, and salt content. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, that sounds like me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Crunchy, soft, and salty. Yes. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) But I do not discriminate against a fry. I'll still eat it if it's salty or soggy, I mean. What what food besides fries would you guys want to have free for for life? life? Yeah. Chicken wings. Honey barbecue specifically. That's a good one. Bethany? Uh, Wendy's spicy chicken nuggets. Okay. I would go pizza. Um, eh, I, I like pizza, but I have to be in the mood for pizza. I could have swore you were going to say pretzels. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. And maybe if I were back home and I'd have them more often, but I eat pizza so much I'd want it to be free. Um, but fries is a good... I wouldn't say no to fries. Have Alex, have you seen the Rick Ross Wingstop commercial? The, about the thighs, wing thighs. <laughs> That's pretty funny. My God, yes. How are their uh, How are their wings? Wingstop. Yeah, they're all right. I mean, they're not the greatest, but they're I all think right. Wingstop is good, but my absolute hands down favorite wings are from uh, Sideline. 
Okay. I've never had sidelines wings, but Jed's has some pretty good wings. Oh, sidelines? Like, their wings, I don't know what chickens they get, but these suckers have so much meat on them. Oh, we, it's like, like, I've never had chicken wings with this much meat on the bone as I, as I get it sidelined. It's incredible. So, Eric, when you post this podcast, you need to put a little disclaimer. Don't listen until you have eaten. Like, don't listen if you're hungry. <laughs> don't listen until you eat your food for I the day. Really have <laughs> I want one so bad. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure when Floyd and I did that wing contest where I was dying. Oh, that was the, funny. Those were sidelines. And Bethany, I know what you're talking about. Like, I was stunned how much, like, how big they were and how much meat was on those. And I, I'm not a big wing person anymore because it's messy. And when I'm eating, I'll usually like to read stuff on my iPad. But I'm I'm not against it. But so sidelines and Jed's, what's it? I used to go to a place um, when I lived back in Allentown. Like they did, like I think it was twenty dollars or whatever it was. It wasn't expensive. All you can eat wings, but they just keep coming five by five by five. What's a good price for a wing? And I know there may have been some kind of shortage, but what's a price that you see and you're like, that's too much for one wing? Or what's a price that gets you excited for going to that place because it's a good cost? I don't know because I don't ever pay attention. I just t- throw it in the bag. Like, just give it to me. Um, like, I think I think some places will do like fifty cent wings yeah. or like seventy five cent wings. Like, I feel like that is decent. So I'm happy with that. I used to try to like eat as many as I could in my earlier days where my digestive system wasn't what it is now. And I could, I forget how many I would do, but I feel like somewhere between 20 and 30 is what I would eat. Oh my God. (laughs) So So, I, I want to like, I, wings are very dear to my heart, especially back home. Toledo doesn't have this as much as we had it in Cleveland. Cleveland is back home when I say that. And like, we had like on every other block in Cleveland, there was like your hole in the wall, gut bucket dirty barbecue restaurants like the ones that you had to talk to somebody behind bulletproof glass (laughs) they were they had a microphone there was a line of people out the door getting their fish dinners or their wing dinners so we have a, a place called kim's wings in cleveland and i love them so much i had them catered for my graduation party and it's like a whole wing like the like before the wing ding and the other part is detached. It's like the whole thing. And those are like, so a wing dinner is like six bucks. And then any wing after that is 75 cents. Okay. I think 50 or 75, if it's a solid wing, that's a good, that's a good price. And maybe some, maybe some of these things from when I was younger and going out and doing more things are gone. Like in Florida, there was like $10 all you could drink or, I don't know if anybody does $1 beers anymore. I know a lot of places in the 2000s did 10 cent wing nights. Uh, yeah, so I don't, I think it was Jed's really that had all the wing specials and the beer specials. Uh, but you're right, I haven't seen that in a while. Maybe it's not cost effective. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings fans? That's all right. I, uh, the last time I was at uh, B Dubs, the service was horrible. So. I'm eh. It's okay. fine. Yeah, I normally don't. I'll go to B-dubs if somebody else wants to go, but I'm not, like, going out of my way to go, you know? Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
One more thing here, and we got we got to wrap up. I got to dive into some other things, and we can all go about our weekends. But um, I have never been to the botanical gardens. I'm sorry. I will correct that soon, especially since the jazz things have started back up since last night. Have you uh, last night? Have you guys been to the botanical gardens? Yes, I have. I can't believe you haven't. I'm a huge loser. It happens. Um, <laughs> but right next to it is Hawkins <laughs> Elementary. Yep. So apparently the uh, TPS and the Metro Parks are looking to put a dog park that's adjacent to <gasps> those two areas. Really? Um, yeah, just like Middle Grounds, off-leash, side for the big dogs, side for the little dogs. And um, so, like, hey, I'm, I'm all for giving dogs things to do, but I don't know that spot. And I guess there was some pushback and actually like reasonable pushback from a woman who is a, a dog owner of, of two dogs. She was not thrilled because that's a neighborhood and she's worried about the barking and other loud things that come from a dog park and people parking where they shouldn't and walking where they shouldn't. So some thoughts on that. Yeah. That's the only thing I can see as being an issue because even, even though the, um, the dog park that I go to is, you know, in a, a regular park. There's a neighborhood adjacent, and you always have those people that are going to give you issues. Um, and so I could see, because that is very densely residential right there, that people could could have issues with that. Um, I'm, not, I'm not surprised by that. I think, I think anywhere that you give... Uh, a dog an opportunity to be active is good, but I I can definitely see that being an issue because it, we've addressed it before, as well as like other communities that have thought about starting a dog park and um, they were looking at areas away from residential area. Just, I mean, yes, because of the barking, but also because of the traffic and, you know, it in case there's an incident or whatever, but... I don't know that neighborhood at all, but it sounds like it is a neighborhood and tightly packed. And I would be concerned if I was a, a resident as well. Even if it was, even if I did have a place to take the dogs, I would be concerned if it was going to disrupt the the neighborhood setting that I was pretty content with. I don't know. Yeah. I guess I'm. I I don't. That would not have like if somebody said that there was a dog park coming into my neighborhood, I would have. I would not have had that response. Like, I feel like from the dog, even, I mean, I drive past the one off the trail all the time and then we take our dogs to middle grounds and I don't really, I've never been when there has been like large amounts of like large amounts of people in them. Like I don't hear the the dogs like barking and all of that, you know? Yeah. I think the difference is like, you're already a dog person. Whereas like there are people that are not, I I don't understand it because I can't fathom how somebody's brain like this works, but they consider every animal, whether it's domestic or not, to be a complete nuisance. And so, like, they they don't even want dogs walking past their yards. Like, I just, I know that those people are out there. And so, unfortunately, if you're... If you show up next to their house, they're just going to cause so many problems. But Alex brings up a good point. And Bethany, you can speak to this from being at the dog park. It's probably only a couple of times a year where you're going to have mass amounts of humans and canines. Other than that, it's going to be times where 
you know, the middle of the day. There's a couple of dogs out there. Like, and that's what I would see at middle grounds. But I was also going over in the middle of a work day. I'm sure the weekend it's going to be busier, but it might not be as raucous as some people expect. But Bethany's probably right. There's probably some people who want nothing like that. But I, that's why I thought this woman's word held a lot of uh, credence because she's a dog owner. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I see both points. Obviously, um, I just know mm. that I know how people work, and um, I know that you know the, a membership type park. You can vet the people that are coming in and out, um, but when you don't have that, yeah, things could happen. There could yeah. be incidents. I know that things have happened at middle grounds. It just Ooh. it's unfortunate. Le- but. Like like what? <laughs> Yes, they just have. like. Oh, I, th- I mean, dog fights happen. You know, people go in that shouldn't be in there. I don't know. It, it you're, there could be problems everywhere. Don't you want to tell us about Glass City uh, dog park incidents? I, I, they're few and far between because um, we have a governing board and you have to have a membership. So anyone that goes in or out, we know who they are, and your dogs have to be vaccinated and fixed and. All that kind of stuff. So it's it's a lot more regulated, I would say. So can, can I ask a question? I need I need your guys' input. So Sunny loves the dog park. Petey likes the dog park, but Petey does not like other dogs. Does that mean Petey should not go to the dog park? Um, I could see arguments for yes, and I could see arguments for no. Yeah, unfortunately, I would not recommend just because um, you can't, like, if you're by yourself, you can always control the situation. Correct. But let's say, like, you're coming in or out, or um, you're there by yourself, but then someone else comes and they're not aware that the dog's not okay with other dogs. It's just tricky. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, if it's something where, like, if another dog came in, he'd be like, Hey, you're fine, but I'm not going to go up to you. Like, if, yes, if they're anti-social, that's, that's one thing. But, like, if they're going to have a problem with another dog come in, then I would say, no, don't do that at all. Um, so he's, he's, he's just avoidant of other dogs. So he will, um, he doesn't mind other dogs being around. He just don't really come near me is, is his thing. Like, if you start to come near him, he'll kind of run over to me and he'll tuck himself in between my legs. And if you continue to come near him, then that's when he will bark at you. Otherwise, he's fine. Like, you know, he's not one of those dogs. When we take him out for walks, he's fine when he sees another dog. He could care less while that dog is like right. trying to get at him, if that makes any sense. And even then, mm-hmm. he could care less because that dog's on a leash. But at Middle Ground specifically, there was a little dog that wanted to play with him and he was scared and he almost got like a little violent because he did not want to play and that dog could not understand that. Well, and here's the other thing is like, I am always trying to educate dog owners on like just dog park etiquette where like, don't just go in there and do your own thing and leave your dog. Like communicate with the other dog owners Make sure that you have a constant eye on your dog, that you don't let them get far away from you. Just because if that situation happens, the other dog owner should be like, okay, like if it was Tucker, I'd be like, Tucker, let's go. Like he doesn't want to play right now. And you just, you have to be vigilant in noticing dog behavior and Mm -hmm. understanding that. And so I, I think it would be definitely worth trying. Um, Mm -hmm. And I've even seen some dogs who are like that. And then, you know, after a couple times going to the park, they kind of, 
they start to get a little more adventurous. They're kind of like, okay, well, maybe I want to be a little social. They get more comfortable, um, especially if they recognize dogs that come regularly. Um, sometimes it, it makes them less or more social and they, they have less of that anxiety. Um, yeah. And then, you know, other times we just, we know that some dogs, you know, aren't, they're not here to run around and play and they just kind of want to do their thing and that's cool. Alex, yeah. I'm, I'm always more safe than sorry, especially today. Like I saw more dogs on our walk than I ever have. And Diddy's always got to put his hair up. It's not always, <laughs> he's not always the instigator. Sometimes it's the other dog. Um, and he had an incident at Middle Grounds. I thought I was going to have to walk home in my underwear because he was bleeding from his face so bad. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, he got his nose caught on the fence because him and another dog were running back and forth along the fence. Oh. Uh, so I'm always, but I, I know him, and some people don't know their dogs as well as they think they know them, and I think Bethany kind of spoke to that. Um, and always, like, better safe than sorry, always be cautious. I'll say this, if you are going to take a risk at least it's with pete and he's like nine pounds and you can pick yeah. that motherfucker up <laughs> well what he does is literally that day like he ran over to me the dog was coming near him and he's like no 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 like in his little body language he's like nope 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 and then so what he did was the dog kept wanting to play with him so he just went up on his hind legs and like kind of reached out to me to pick him up so i did so he's yep. like a baby. He's literally like a little kid. He's like, Mom, I don't want to play. Please pick me up. They're bothering me. Yeah, but and that's he a lot can... easier to manage, too, than, than having a big dog. So, But if he he can, like, he can also get aggressive. Like, he ha if, if there isn't, like, if I'm not there to pick him up, which I always will be. But, you know, and so I always thought, like, who's the dog that needs to, like, can he still enjoy the dog park if he doesn't like other dogs? Or should that dog, should the expectation be on that dog to, you know, or that dog's owner to kind of notice that? Because that was the other thing. She didn't, she didn't stop him either. So should that have been on the other owner to get their dog in a different direction and start to play fetch so that Pete could continue to get his exercise with Sonny, you know? Right. And I would say yes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, whether, yeah. whether they would, you know, someone else would say the same thing, but. Ladies, we gotta. I gotta wrap up. Uh, I mean, I'd say you can keep talking if you want, but uh, I can't run you through the board. But Bethany, what are you doing this weekend? Nothing as usual. Um, no, I'm doing all the things tonight. I'm going to a friend's who's having like a backyard art party sale thing, um, and they put up an art installation, so that'll be fun. And then mm -hmm. tomorrow, we're going to my in-laws. And oh, we forgot to talk about that. Bethany, uh -oh. Bethany. Hey there. No, are you? Yeah. We forgot I'm, to we forgot to talk about your in laws. It's, we can save it for next week. It's fine. Okay. Okay. Well, you you um, have a busy weekend. Yeah, and then next week I'm going to see uh, going to Georgia to see my sister. Oh so, yay! Uh, when are you going next week? Uh, Wednesday. Okay. You you want a podcast from Georgia? Sure. <laughs> Uh, Alex, you can you can interview the sister that you are sure is not my sister. That doesn't. I mean, look, I don't think I, we could stand you next, you two next to a hundred people, and nobody would think you two are related. Not one. <laughs> oh, I know. But 100%. You know what? I agree. The same thing would happen with me. You know what? It'll be what's your sister's name? Like Betty or Kristen? Chris, yeah, Kristen. <laughs> Kristen. Um, oh my God. So Kristen and Bethany can stand next to one another. 
Paul and myself will stand next to one another, and then we'll ask those hundred people, which of these two pairs is related? <laughs> That's well, funny. that'll sound like a trick, and they'll probably pick us. Um, Alex, you're going up to Michigan. Yeah, t- um, today's Andrew's birthday, so we're gonna go out to dinner, and then tomorrow up to Michigan to do more hard labor, and then Sunday Andrew's birthday party. Where's the party at? Oh, I sure at my brother's house, just at their house. Um, the modest people. What time is that party? <laughs> I don't know. Why do you want to go? No. Um, so there is. It's like a mini house music. I, I don't know what the name is. I, it has a name. There's something in Ottawa Park I'm a part of to help Dorothy out on Sunday. Good grief, because some of the proceeds will from this event. There's a lot of DJs and uh, artists at Ottawa Park mm-hmm. and at the amphitheater, that, that whole area. Um, and some of the proceeds will go to Good Grief. So I mm-hmm. will be out there answering questions and standing at a table. What time? Sweet. Two o'clock. Ooh, that's probably right at party time. We're usually anywhere between 12 and 3 is our start time. Okay. Well, I'll be out. Uh, all right. Well, I'm sure I'll talk to you before then. So. Yeah, let me know how it goes, though, because I might want to swing by after. That sounds like something I would be interested in. Okay. All right, everybody. Uh, we'll text later. Bye. Bye-bye.